Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking about leadership in aura color. We all have the ability to be amazing leaders, but knowing your authentic aura colors and how they play into that can help you be more successful on those leadership endeavors. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So I assume this episode is going to be all about the reds today. Right. Right. Well, you know what it is in our society. I'm going to talk about this in our society. We tend to focus on the more traditional type leaders, but in all these readings I do, one of the main career issues is that somebody's an empath aura put in a leadership position and they feel like they're failing and they feel like they're doing it wrong and they feel really unsuccessful or they have imposter syndrome and and it's because they're looking at it through the lens of what society thinks a leader is. So we're going to revisit that. All right. Now... Let me ask you a question. Yes. Uh, we, we have to do a little aura check on myself. Oh, you know, okay. Periodically, we do these aura checks. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to be honest here. I have not been feeling like a leader lately. You know, my, I don't know. Is but, something off here? You know, it's interesting you brought this up. And okay. since we're in, we're in a safe place. Yes. Because like, you've been a little touchy lately. <laughs> and I think it's because since September came, it's your birthday month. Oh, yeah. That's right. And I told you a couple of days ago... Um, there was like this cloud of victim blue, like that just settled upon you and has enshrouded you. And it was weird because today I feel like you were trying to make up for it or something because you were coming in hot with like weird red, like, <laughs> like solar storms of energy coming really? at me. Yeah. You were like, let me give you the to-do list. Let me give you the to-do list for today. And I'm like, okay. You know, my purple's like, okay, buddy. All right. Well, so what do you, okay. So what do you, like, how would you see my, how do you see my aura right now? Right now it's kind of like a victim blue with like um, red lightning bolts. So I'm more blue right now than I should be. <laughs> yeah. Am I, do I have any green in my aura? No. Okay. Just, I, just it's checking, your, it's just your September brew. Yeah. You know, September <laughs> around this time, you know, usually usually it's a little later in September because my birthday right. is towards the end of the month. But yeah, I, I think the blue comes in and the red starts to leave because I really, yeah. like I said, I haven't really been feeling my like a leader you lately. I feel kind of... Yeah, maybe you're that. very confronted with your own mortality in September. I'm just going to throw some yeah. more NASA if, photos yeah, at you. A, if a NASA photo comes out in the month of September... <laughs> I, yeah, I don't it's know what's going to happen. It might be over. Yeah, it might be <laughs> existential over. crisis city. Yeah, huge crisis. All right. Well, let's let's take you for a second. Okay. okay. So you're purple indigo. Yes. Not colors that you would assume a leader to be usually. Right. Society doesn't uphold those as. But right. Exactly. Examples. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I would say you know recently I've seen some leadership within you. Or well, not recently, but over the last few years in your readings. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you know. Sometimes when I'm with you and I hear them or, you know, passing by the hallway and I hear you doing a reading on the phone, you're, you're powerful. You, you really Aww. take command. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> of, of that reading. <laughs> um, it, you know, even more so than you used to. Yeah. Um, so what's going on there? It took me a long time because um, I guess I've always been a little shy. And I get all these messages from spirit. So how do you tell somebody something they might not necessarily want to hear? Or how do you deliver news that isn't always a delicate thing to deliver? And it was hard at the beginning when I started doing readings. I think a lot of psychics have this issue. Um, they they have a hard time. All right, I'm going to sit down with a stranger. And I'm just going to like take over the conversation and tell you about you and your husband and your kids and your wife or like whatever. Like they just... and. When I was first starting off, I felt like taking over the conversation and I guess directing the reading in the way I felt it should go, not the way my, they might have wanted it to go, was egotistical. Okay, well, they're, you know, they're the ones getting a reading, so I should talk about what they want to talk about. But I realized that, and this was through my indigo, I don't work for me. I don't work for my ego. I don't work for... I. I have to be uncomfortable in order to do my job the correct way. And that is I work for spirit. So as an indigo, my leadership is, I kind of um, give my leadership abilities to spirit. So I'm like, listen, spirit, you're talking to spirit, not me. And spirit wants to go here. And that's really how it works. Like in a reading, when somebody sends me pictures, it's like, let spirit lead it. Because I don't always know where I'm going. So my indigo style in a reading is to let spirit be the leader. And inform who I'm reading, like, listen, let's just see where spirit wants to go. And then let's just follow it. So I outsource it to spirit. That's my leadership. <laughs> and, well, no, yeah. but, but 
You have taken no, no. Well, you, I speak def- for it now. Yeah, and yeah, I use my voice to say. Yes, that. you use your voice, and mm-hmm. you know, don't give all your power away. You know, oh. spirit is half the half the thing, and you're the other half. Well, I do a lot say. of work. I do a lot of yeah. work on myself right. all the time. No, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen the growth in you over these past years, where you really do command that reading. You know, from beginning to end now, and it, it is incredible. It is, and it. it yeah, you would even think like it would be a red job, you know, being a, like a psychic medium would be a red job because I, you know, being a red, you might be more assertive and go up to someone yeah. and just tell them everything about themselves. Yeah. Like an indigo. Yeah. I, I can't, you know, it's hard for an indigo to do that. Yeah. Some of the more famous psychics that kind of like make it out there or do, I guess the flashier type yeah, kind of um, fun things, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they just, they lead with a different foot than I do. You know? yeah. And I've accepted that about myself. This is who I am. This is, this is how I operate. And, um, but it's just, yeah. So my leadership ability was I work for spirit and I have to be a leader by speaking to that and saying how it's best done. Okay. Well, yeah. And one big key of leadership is knowing who you are and we're going to find out about that next with one of the people we're going to talk about. But all right, when we come back, we're going to talk about some leaders who you don't often associate as being leaders. The struggles we face with our mental health can loom large over our lives. Maybe yours, maybe someone you love, perhaps you've tried everything or have you. Mind Bloom is the solution for the next chapter in mental health and well-being. Mind Bloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy, offering a combination of science-backed medicine with clinician and guide support for people looking to improve their mental health and well-being. Mind Bloom connects patients to licensed psychiatric clinicians to help them achieve better outcomes with lower costs, greater convenience, and an artfully crafted experience. To begin, take Mind Bloom's online assessment to determine if Mind Bloom is right for you. If approved, you'll schedule a video consult with a licensed clinician where you'll discuss your goals and expectations for mental health treatment. Mindbloom will send you a kit in the mail complete with medicine, treatment materials, and tips for getting the most out of your experience. After only two sessions, 87% of Mindbloom clients reported improvements in depression and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. It's time to enter the next chapter in mental health and well-being. You can let Mindbloom help you. Right now, Mind Bloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash KYA and use promo code KYA at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com slash KYA, promo code KYA for $100 off your first six-session program today. That's mindbloom.com slash KYA, promo code KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> feeling that. Bl- Thinking about your birthday. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting that the, the one episode that we're doing here about leadership, when I should be my most red, I'm feeling really blue. But, I all think right. that's good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is my birthday month. And by the way, you know, I know a lot of listeners are going to be getting me presents. Um, <laughs> anything just... Mothman, anything <laughs> Mothman will do. I feel like you're a, what did we call it last week? Oh, a grifter? A grifter? You <laughs> yeah, called me enough. and I, was, I don't even know what that was. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. you. So I'm a grifter. <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted to start off first, before, you know, doing these leaders who we don't think are leaders with someone who is the typical red blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this person wears red and blue on game days. And this is a huge nod to our Buffalo listenership. It's Josh Allen. He's the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. The only people that probably know that right now are people from Buffalo or if you're really a super duper NFL fan, right? Uh, he, do you know who he is even? Yeah, of course. Oh, you do? Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, I didn't even know. No, sure. like, cause like I follow, I'm from Buffalo and I, but I live in Florida. If you're just catching up here and I follow everybody on Facebook, obviously from back home. Right. And seriously, somebody that I follow wrote like a love poem to him. This is like a 50 something year old man, like sat down with a pen and paper in all seriousness and wrote this like poem about like the humility and hardworking nature of, of. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Okay. Yeah. It's just like he's loved. And you got to understand, like, for Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills, it's it's life, it's culture, it's like oh, the, yeah. your character qualities, you look to them. I All mean, right. so let me it's a make, big deal. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. Yes. Yeah, so this guy has the weight of the entire city on his shoulders for this upcoming season. Yeah. Could you just 
Uh, just confirm his color. Just me. I think he, I'm assuming he's red and blue. He's red and blue. Okay. It's inter- this, it's kind of throwing me off though because in this picture he's got a little yellow in him. But okay. I can see that with elite athletes. That makes sense because he maybe like with the playbook and yeah, I see like all that stuff. Yeah, he's got to memorize all in that. Very elite yeah. athletes. Sometimes I'll see yellow um, pop in there, especially Olympic athletes. But oh, okay. but it's interesting. He's a serious guy. You know, it, okay. He's serious about his sport. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely a red blue. Yes. those are his authentic colors. Yeah, that's what. And he, he looks maybe like. wears a little yellow. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I I did a little research on him, and mm-hmm. I you know I wanted to see you know is he a leader? I know he's a leader on the field. Is he a leader off the field as well? You know, do people do his teammates see him as a leader and uh, things like that? And the first thing that actually came up was this interview in the Buffalo News that he was the first guy at the you know when the Jefferson Avenue from the Bills by the way not the first person but the when the uh, Jefferson Avenue tops when they had the shooting the mass shooting, the mass and shooting the tops in Buffalo I think it was on May fourteenth. You know, a horrible event, you know, and he was there and he, and he took, I guess, the leadership role wow. for the team. So he showed so up. He showed I'm up, sorry. right. And, wow. and for Buffalo, again, you know, they put everything That's into, a big deal. Buffalo's that. a small town. Um, yes. People really come together. People care a lot. Yeah. They do. And he was there and he was the leader there. Wow. So. That's decent. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the rest of the interview um, in, in, in the article, it goes on to saying how he, you know, how he got his leadership qualities mm-hmm. and a lot of it came from his upbringing his parents and i think he grew up on a farm he was a california guy he grew up on a farm a lot of like work ethic hard work and josh allen in the article said his number one quality of leadership is knowing who you are and you actually said that in the first segment yeah and, and you know it made me think of the interview again and i, and I agree with that too i think if you are you, if you're authentically you and you know who you are, you know your your good trait, you know, your good characteristics and your bad characteristics, your flaws and your and your what's the word I'm looking for? And your I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> your like, strengths and weaknesses. Your strength, yeah, you like your strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean that's what this whole aura color thing's about. Yeah. Like know who you are, know what you're good at, know what you're not good at, embrace that. Stop trying to cover up your insecurities and you know, embrace them and speak to them. When I look at him, he's such a balanced color combination. I think a lot of red guys sometimes get stereotyped. Like anybody knows what a red guy is. <laughs> I'm not sure a listener. But I think a lot of like alpha males are usually red red auras. And um he, but he's not like that. Like a real alpha is somebody who leads quietly and and leads without e- their ego involved. And he doesn't feel like he's some sort of scary person to talk to. Like to me he looks very approachable and I think that's great for a red aura leader that you could go up to them and say, Hey, you know, I disagree with this or, Hey, I didn't like this or, Hey, I need, can you tell me how you came up, came to that decision without somebody getting defensive or or biting your head off? And I feel like he's like that. He's very good at having a conversation. No. And yeah. And that is actually correct. In the article, it said that his teammate said that he's very approachable. He's Uh not scary to come up to. Yeah. Now, some people might, now again, he's young. I think he's only about 26, 25, 26, 27 in that that uh, range, but this guy just got awarded. I don't know how many millions of dollars. He might almost make a hundred million dollars a season or close to it. Sure. I'm not sure, you know, and here's a guy making millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some other professional athletes in that same position, they take an approach of, well, I'm here and you're, you know, I'm way up here yeah, they get and a you're big way head. down there. They get big ego, big head. Yeah. They're not going to, so maybe the, I'm the quarterback. You're only like the, I don't mm-hmm. know. I can't, I can't watch that much football anymore. You're only the punter. And they think they're, they're. You just <laughs> had major problems with their punters. Yeah. So that's a whole other. You just got. <laughs> they did have problems you're with that. You're just stirring the pot. Yeah. I'm just stirring the pot here. So, but they, they say of him that it doesn't matter. You know, if mm-hmm. you're, if you're making the league minimum. Or you're a star, he's still treating you the same way. So he's got humility. He's got humility. And I like that he treats everyone the same. Right. And, you know, again, you know, I see a lot. You You sound like you're going to write a poem like that 50-year-old guy I follow. No, no, no. It's okay. Really? You can. (laughs) Josh Allen. You know what? Roses are red and your aura is too. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I so blue? (laughs) There you go. Okay. (laughs) You want to keep going? Or? No, I'm done. All right, all right. Well, 
look, you know, we we lived. I lived in. You live, you're from Buffalo. I lived in Buffalo a very long time. Uh-huh. Uh You know, and it's interesting. The bill. The bills are interesting because it is a small market, <laughs> and we used to live in Orchard Park. Orchard oh, yeah. Park is where they play. Yeah, and and, and live. And a live. lot of yes. them live there. And anytime I would go to like Wegmans, which is a supermarket, or Tops, which is a supermarket. It was not uncommon to see the starting players on the team doing right. shopping. You yes. know, I meant many times I was just doing my shopping and there was the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, you know, getting something out of the, the freezer at Wegmans. Yeah, it's always is amazing with you because you're kind of oblivious about a lot of things, but you can always spot like a like a professional sports star or like a celebrity. It's weird. All right, here comes. I, 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 I think <laughs> well, the voice is coming. We met the, uh, the coach. Yeah, we met the coach, Sean McDermott. Yes. The, the head coach now, yeah. We were in Spot Coffee yep. in Orchard Park, this yep. little tiny Spot Coffee in Orchard Park, sitting at a little tiny table, having our little tiny coffees. Yep. And you were facing the door and I was facing you. And I, all of a sudden, like, we're just talking like normal. And you just, like, pop out of your seat like a 10-year-old boy, like, coach, coach. And I look and I'm like, it's just a guy in a shirt and a t-shirt and you just like normal looking dude. You wouldn't think anything. He was anybody or whatever. And you're like, coach, coach. And you just knew exactly who he was. Can I get a picture? Megan, take a picture. I have the picture. I have it. You have the picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he, he was a very nice guy. And he came over and he actually talked to us for a while. About how great Buffalo is. Yeah, about how great Buffalo yeah. was and his family and everything. Right. So. It, it is. You miss it, except for the snow. Except for the snow. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the players do. I mean, I don't know if it's still like that today. Oh, wait, we, I'm sure. I'm it sure is. it is. But yeah. yeah. So I guess. Anyway, so a little nostalgic there. But yeah. um, all right. So Josh Allen, he's red and blue. Okay. He's a he's your quintessential leader. A little yellow in there. A little yellow in there. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, they're expected to win the Super Bowl this year. So of course. If they don't, uh oh, Josh Allen. Because <laughs> this is like the, everyone's up there thinking this is their year. All oh right. yeah. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Now let's take someone who's not red-blue, who's a different color that you might not really think of as a leader. And the first person I chose was Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. She's nowhere near yeah, red-blue, like, right? You'd never collect a bunch of CEOs, notable CEOs, and stick Dolly Parton in there, but she right. is one. Right. And she's you know runs multi-million dollar uh, organizations. Uh, she does huge massive charity projects like the library projects for the kids dolly world i think there's like many offshoots of the dollywood parks yes. that she runs uh she has a beauty care line oh, there's sure. tons of stuff but well, you she, wouldn't think of her like no that. she's pink okay she's pink and purple she has but she really ha you know what it's interesting because just like pink people in general or the pink aura people always underestimate pinks People kind of ignore them or look look away from them or all the try to take advantage of them, and I feel like with her, it's actually caused her as a leader to go even more into her. I call it like the pink joy bubble, like the joy bubble, because when you're constantly underestimated, which you are as a pink <laughs> on top of everything else, um, you I feel like she became a leader by going further and further within herself to do what she wanted to do. And she's really a leader of her own brand. Like, this is what I like. Like, Dollywood's about her. The, the books is because she didn't have as a lot as a kid. Like, a lot of them are from the things that brought her joy as a child. If you hear her talking about the things and the experiences and the companies, it's all sprouted from something that gave her, in like, a, just a pure intrinsic joy. And she just wanted to build that up for other people to experience. Um, but I can see because, and it's interesting because she talked about, um, people always trying to take advantage of her and that's such a pink aura thing. She even spoke out what happened to Brittany almost happened to her. So anyways, my point being as a leader, I feel like she 
understands how people view her and what the perception of her is. And she just made money off of that. And she just, she's very self-aware of it to the point where it's not going to victimize her. It's going to help her. I mean, but that's like a lot of come to Jesus moments. I'm sure she's had over the years to do that. Okay. And I did try to find, again, I did try to find articles where they talked about themselves as leaders. Like I found for Josh and I did actually find one for her too. And it was kind of funny because it really, you know, you expect someone who was, you know, able to run these corporations and be such a leader, they'd have some really, a lot of wisdom. Right. But, you know, it wasn't so wisdom-y, let's say. You know, like one of the things she said was, you know, be on time. Right. Like, a good leader's on time. <laughs> That's or, funny. Yeah, like be on time <laughs> because if you're not on time, you don't respect the other person. Yes, you can be a total, just be on time. Just be on and time. And you can run your own theme park. Yeah. So she said, all yeah, you gotta do. she said, like, have boundaries with her employees. So, okay. like, be, be, <laughs> like, just make sure you don't get too close to the employees at times or whatever. That's funny. Yeah. Um, well, sure. Like, it makes sense. You know, I for her as a leader, it would be hard for her to tell anybody how to lead as she leads because no one's like her. I right, mean, it's very right. rare to be pink. It's even rarer, I think, to be a pink CEO of things. Like, Anything that probably does work for her doesn't make sense. Okay. It probably makes no sense yeah. to other people because it works for her. Right. And right. we all have to find that thing that makes sense for us because it'll work for you and it won't work for other people. Yeah. And the one thing she did say was don't mistake her kindness for softness. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. I believe I, that. I believe that too. I think yeah. she learned that the hard way along, yeah. The, yeah. along the line. All right. All right. So pink and purple. purple. All right. Jennifer Gardner is the next one. She is super indigo. I mean, I don't think there's anyone more indigo than Jennifer she's Gardner, so right? I love if you, her. If you look at her Instagram, it's just like puppies and I know she's babies cooking and, and yeah, just like making family moments. And right? She's, she's so, so down to I, earth. I wonder. I truly want you know. I'll be honest here. Yeah. I think she needs to know her colors. I know. I think Jennifer Gardner needs. I tried. To know her colors. I did this whole post about her. Yeah, and I, uh, I really tried to give it to her. You know? Yeah, I know <laughs> she's probably not on social media super a lot. Right, she's probably unless like an she's doing, doing her. Or yeah, because she's unless she's doing her business stuff. Yeah, you know it's weird because like sometimes like it, this is really weird, and I don't. And I'm getting off topic here a little bit, but sometimes like I really feel I know like I need to tell someone their colors. Yeah, is, it's Jennifer. Yeah, and she's that person. Like I don't I like Josh Allen doesn't need to know his colors. He's he's fine. Right. You know, I mean Dolly Parton's probably fine. She doesn't oh, need yeah, to know her colors. Fine. She's fine. She doesn't need to know her colors. But I feel like Jennifer Gardner needs to know her colors. I think she's fine too. No, but I, I think know. I think her knowing that she was indigo would explain so much to her. And like if she understood it, I don't know why I feel that way. But okay, anyway. But she's a nice person. You're the indigo whisper. Maybe because yeah, yeah so maybe that I just get indigo that. affection for her. Yeah, or maybe there's some red blue person in spirit that's trying to knock on her door. I have no idea. But all right, she does have uh, Once Upon a Farm. That is her business. Um, you know, and she's basically in charge of the vision of the farm. She's in charge of overall branding of the farm. And the, the number one thing that they say that her role in this company is, and she's the co-founder, is to make sure that this company gives back to the community. Oh, wow. She And she also is with uh, Save the Children, which is a nonprofit for helping kids grow up healthy. And again, it's to make sure that these organizations are doing what they're supposed to do. To keep them on... You know, they're yeah. original. Keep them to the well, mission statement. Yes. Yeah, their intention. Exactly. Well, I relate to her a lot in this way just because as a leader, she does the same thing to her company with its mission statement and what it's supposed to do the same I do to Spirit, which is just like as a leader, you're trying to push the thing that you're working for. So she probably feels that her job as a leader is to push the agenda of her intention and push the agenda of the, uh, yeah, like the good intentions her company has and, and the mission and all the good it can do. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like stepping out to let the ideals shine through and, and doing, being a leader by way of understanding you're doing good for other people. And she doesn't really need to be the star of it. She's more of like the facilitator of it. So I, I, I understand that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that with her. She's just very down to earth. You can tell she's, she's happy. Like she finds her, her moments in life. Okay. Interesting. All right. I have one more here. Okay. All right. Now this guy goes by a lot of names. I don't know <laughs> if you know his like birth name. Okay. Okay. It is Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah. Do you know Snoop Dogg? Of course. Birth no, no, his, no birth, his birth name? Yeah. No. I know you know who Snoop Dogg is. Yeah. Um, do you know his birth name? I don't know you his do birth not know name. Her. Okay. No. It is Calvin Broadus. Okay. Uh, does anyone think know that? I'm sure a lot of people listening do. 
Now this I mean, is a, he, he's got like diehard fans. Yeah, you know, also he he collabed with Dr. Dre. And if mm-hmm. you guys remember, I didn't know who Dr. Dre was. Yeah, I was I the only that. person at the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, who did not know who Dr. Dre like, was. Even our thirteen year olds, like, how do you not know who Dr. Dre? I know is? I got a lot of crap for that <laughs> that I didn't know who that was. But you might not know this. Now Snoop Dogg has gone by a lot of names. Okay. Okay. And here they are. All right. Yes, I, you love I know this. everybody. Yeah, I love this stuff. I know, I know. If you want to just fast forward now, you can. Like 30 second button. Yeah, just hit the it. 30 second button. I'll be done in 30 seconds. Okay. okay. All right. Snoop Doggy Dog. And that's actually the one that I always thought he still was. Oh, from I when thought, you were a kid? Yeah, I thought he was Snoop Doggy Dog. Okay. But now he's, I guess he's Snoop Dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. He might be something new. He matured. Like tomorrow. Like he yesterday. Matured. Yeah, he, he matured. Yeah. Snoop Lion. I never heard. Do you hear that one? I don't know. Big, big Snoop Dog. Okay. Dog Father. Never heard of that one either. Snoop Rock. Well, you're not like really a fan. No, I'm not a fan at all. So like you I know the gin and juice song. These. Gin and juice? Did you do the gin and juice? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Doctor Doc DJ Snoopadelic. <laughs> Snoopzilla and Fozzie Snoop. I'm gonna make you ten names. I wish I, I would like to have ten names. <laughs> I wanna have ten names. But anyway, all right. So those are all the names of Snoop Dogg. All right, what color and okay, so when you think of Snoop Dogg. You know, you think of this guy who's really chill, yeah. like probably the coolest man on the planet, right. right? He's always maybe doing a little extracurriculars, you know? <laughs> of course. He's yeah. very open about that. Very open about that stuff. Um, maybe a little dad grass, who knows? Um, <laughs> he's got his own cannabis company. Yeah, he's got his own cannabis company. Right. right. So you, you don't think of him as this crazy CEO type. But he is. But he is. Yeah, I think he's like a record executive too. He's got, yeah, he's, he's got, got everything going on. He's got everything going on. He's super purple. Super purple. Yeah, okay. so I can't wait to talk about this in the next part about how purples lead because he's honestly like the epitome of a purple leader. So, and I'll get more into how purples lead coming up, but how Snoop is to me, I feel like he goes with the flow. He's like very adaptable. And the biggest thing is he under he knows who he is. He understands that about himself. So when something happens that other people in the business world with quotes around it would have an answer for, he makes his own answer depending on what feels correct to him and what the environment and the context calls for in this moment. So I don't feel like he has a defined sense of, you know, what I do when something goes wrong or what I do when something goes right. I feel like he feels it out in every single moment and makes a choice over and over again, which is a very purple thing to do. You can't, you have to make a choice in this moment. Anyways, I feel like that's what he does. Okay. So he feels like he's a chill leader who doesn't mind making mistakes and he doesn't see mistakes as the end of the world. He just moves around them. He's adaptable to new situations. You can throw him anywhere. I feel like he's not super hard on himself in that way. He's just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe his extracurriculars helps him with that. No, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I just want to add here that I think, you know, Snoop Dogg also, that's what he's going by now. Uh, he also might be a fan of the podcast, oh, like Selena Gomez, Brad Pitt. I think Tom Brady now, when he took that time off, he's also a fan of the podcast. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because he actually lives by a lot of the principles that you teach. Oh, like spiritual stuff? A lot of spiritual like stuff. Man- I bet he does manifestation. Like manifest- yeah, I like bet- that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Again, I- actually, I don't think Snoop Dogg is a listener, but all right, here we go. <laughs> the others are, but he's not. All right. He says, and I got another interview where he um, talked about his leadership qualities. Okay. Okay. So he said, this is his quote. If you stop at general math, you're only going to make general math money. Okay, so what does that mean? So, like, let's say you say, you know, he says, well, let's say my number is one million or five million or, you know, whatever it might be. That's all you're going to do. Yeah, that's manifestation. You're, yeah. you're putting a cap on yourself. Right. So that's that's total manifesting stuff. So what he's saying is, I guess in the world, it's like, here's your business plan. Here's your proposed earnings for next year. Here's, here's how much this company is going to be worth. Here's my assessed value or like whatever I'm, it's like my shark tank knowledge, like all that. Yeah. He would be like, no, like I wouldn't ever put a limit on it by saying an amount. Yeah. I'm just going to work really hard and be really passionate and give it my all. And then it'll just, the math will work it out itself, which is which is total spirituality manifesting. Things. Exactly. Yeah. So he says, that's law of attraction, law of vibration. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, he says, once you start focusing on a single number yes. or any number, you just put a ceiling on your growth. You just went from superior to, I think just to mediocre, okay. mediocre, mediocre. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It limits yourself. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. I think, I think I do that. I got to watch that. You do that? I think I used to when I start, like when I, when we started all this, yeah. like I would focus more on 
okay, we have to yeah. do it this way or we have to do it this way or I have to get this done or I have to get this. Now I'm just like, I'm just going to have fun, you know, or I'm just going to put, if I have a good time, it's successful, you know, like that. You know what? I, I think I do that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be more like Snoop Dogg. I, get a, I want to be more like Snoop Dogg. He's my new guru. Yeah. Instead of being this like, <laughs> instead of being this victim blue right now, I want to be yeah. like purple. I want to be Snoop Dogg purple. Oh, no. You, you have to be who you are. Oh. You can't go take it on in authentic Could colors. I just for the month of September be purple? <laughs> sure, Scott. <laughs> we, got, we got some things to help you out with that coming up. We do. All right. Wake me up when September ends. All right. All right. We have a couple ads and then you're going to talk about leadership qualities in Oracolor. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. It's my birthday season. It is time to lighten up. Dad grass is great anytime. It sure is. Even when you have the birthday blues. Yeah, dad grass can help you chill out before a big birthday party or it can be a new replacement to that evening glass of wine. Dad grass is the perfect pairing to everything summer has to offer and your birthday season too. Dadgrass is legal organic hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Dadgrass CBD products are made with 100% organic hemp that's easy to dose and the effects come on smooth. They offer a variety of products from their token smokable pre-rolled joints as well as hemp flour and a variety of CBD tincture drops. Enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Go to Dadgrass com slash KYA to check out their products. Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash KYA. Go to dadgrass.com slash KYA for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash KYA. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. There's been times in my life where I end up getting stuck focusing on problems instead of solutions. How might that situation go better with a different mindset? Well, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in a problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. My experience with BetterHelp has helped me just like process when something like this is going on, just having somebody professional give me objective advice and caring advice has helped me a lot. Um, If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is just a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable. It's entirely online. You get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists anytime you need to or like to. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash KYA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com. H-E-L-P dot com slash K-Y-A. Let's talk about aura colors and leadership. So because our society is set up in a very 3D, a third dimensional type way, we have like these black and white, I guess, ideals of what a leader should be and what their roles are and how they carry out these roles. And it tends to align with red auras a lot of the times. And we'll get into each aura color, but I just wanted to bring that part up first because what happens is we all get put into leadership roles. Every single one of us, every single aura color, we all get put into a leadership role, but we can't all do it the same way. And our society tells you that the best way to do it is how I interpret it as the red aura way or a a way that's very assertive and powerful and confident and strong and, you know, authoritative and commanding of respect and all that. And, And that's just not how it works. So I wanted to talk about leadership in aura color, and I'd focus a little bit on the empath aura colors and how they can be leaders too, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, what some of the pitfalls are. But first, when we think of a leader we often attribute the following characteristics to one. And here are 10 of them that I took from LinkedIn. (laughs) I took these from LinkedIn. Okay, so we think of a leader as having accountability, adaptability, confidence, creativity, empathy, focus, positivity, risk-taking, stability, and team building. So before even getting into these, 
It just so happens that if you're a red or green aura and sometimes even a yellow aura, some of these things can be easier than if you lead with your blue or purple or indigo or turquoise aura. And the only reason why, and this is this is the crux of it, the only reason why is because you feel other people's feelings as your own. And not only that, depending on your programming, you may care about what other people feel because you can feel it. And even, even further, you may have a knee-jerk reaction where what other people feel is correct, more prioritized, and more important than how you feel. And you haven't quite learned how to make a distinction between your feelings and their feelings, which is very confusing when you're trying to lead others. So when you have an empath aura, you can do all those 10 characteristics I just listed, and you can still carry out all the responsibilities of being a leader, but it's going to look different. And the reason is you are just highly sensitive to other people's energies. So reds, yellows, and greens, those who lead with that color in leadership, they can have awareness of the emotions, opinions, and feelings, judgments, etc. of all the people they are leading, but they, they also can separate it from their own choice making and their own opinion of their self and their own self-worth and their own job performance. They, they can separate it. They have a good leader who's red, yellow, or green has an awareness, empathy for other people's thoughts and feelings and emotions and whatnot, but they don't merge it into their own, okay? The people that they are leading will have all these feelings, but the leader themselves, who leads with their red, yellow, or green aura, I don't know, it doesn't really pass into their membrane of their own environment. They can keep it separate. Blues, indigos, turquoises, and purples, they just cannot. Therefore, when I see people who lead with the empath colors in leadership, that's blue, purple, indigo, turquoise, they can be stressed, overwhelmed, they can get borderline burned out, they can get sick, they can be wearing inauthentic colors to cope, and they can be acting out in ways which are not indicative of their best selves. And that's when you try to do leadership in a way that's not authentic to you. Mostly when I see empath auras in leadership and they're not they're not honoring their own way of doing things, they can feel like they're failing all the time. They can have major imposter syndrome and they can feel as though there's something really wrong with them and that everyone's going to find out. So they have to hide it. It's like wearing a full-on mask all day. When in fact, there's nothing wrong with them. They just have to adjust themselves to what they cannot change about themselves, which is an ability to feel what others think. What I have noticed with empath auras is that they can feel it. And because they can feel it, they automatically think that what they feel is correct. So when you're leading others and you have to, you got to make a call. And you know, like a couple people listening to you say these things are, you know, grumbling and you feel, you feel their vibes coming at you, you may be more pulled to that than the better choice. So you may be pulled to the people-pleasing rather than the leading in the way you know it has to go. Um, but here's the thing. Just because you can feel somebody else's opinion doesn't mean that's the correct opinion. And I know that sounds simple. But honestly, if you were programmed a certain way, especially if you were programmed to feel a parent or caregiver was always the correct one and you were not, I mean, you'll just carry that out. You'll, you'll just default to the outside energies you feel all the time, hence creating major stress around leadership. Then you think you're not a good leader. That's not true. If you think about it, we lead all the time. All of us lead, like maybe you have a you lead your family or you lead a social group or maybe you have a book club and you're leading it. I mean, maybe you've taken on a group project and you led that. You've We've all had successful leadership experiences. And if you can think about a successful leadership experience you've had, think about what went right. Think about how you felt. Think about, think about how you dealt with challenges. 
Because no matter how small it was, even if it was organizing a trip to the beach for your for your friends, okay, one day, you did that. How did you do it? How did you feel? How did you honor everyone's opinion, even though you couldn't make everyone always happy? How, how did you use compromise? How did you do it? Because you can take that, and that's who you really are. So I'll tell empath or is for leadership. Think about a time when you were you did do a leadership activity and it and it went great and you had a good time with it and it was a lot of fun and it all worked out. And that's no different than how you're gonna lead in maybe a more serious with quotes around it situation, perhaps in a workplace or some some other project. Covering up the way that you authentically lead others, just your aura colors and how they I mean, this is anywhere, okay, but Covering it up can cause some very poor leadership qualities as you deny your own sense of self and your abilities and the reality in which you are living. The fact that you can feel others' feelings is your own. I mean, perhaps over time you've connoted that with being weak. Therefore, I will see sometimes empath or is going to leadership positions with a chip on their shoulder. They'll be a bit of a stubborn person. They might play favorites with those they're supposed to lead. And that can leave them open to manipulation from the people who can see exactly what's going on here and take advantage of it. They can outsource their approval to narcissistic personalities around them and then be used as a pawn. That's just one thing that can happen. Another thing is that they can just actually get kind of mean. They may double down on what they say, have a hard time changing their mind because their ego attached to their choices because they feel like leaders are always right. And they can be super defensive, sorry, defensive, making them a leader that people don't respect, but do fear and try to avoid. And it can get, it can get toxic. So a good leader is somebody that you can, you can say like, Hey, I don't agree with that. And they'll listen to you. And it's not like scary to talk to them about that. I remember when I was teaching one of the things they told us and it's terrible advice. I hope they're still not giving it is, uh, don't, don't let the students know that you're ever wrong. You're never wrong. Don't let them know that. Well, guess what? I'm purple and indigo. I'm always wrong. Like I make mistakes all the time. I mean, that's just part of my process. I stumble through things, but honestly, I'm moving forward. I just stumble. So when I was teaching, I remember I would uh, tell the kids like, hey, you know, I'm giving you your test back. Please do the math because I am not always right. And sure enough, there'd always be a couple of them be like, hey, you know, your math's off. Like, okay. Did I get disrespected? Absolutely not. I made it a non-issue because I was just like, whatever. Okay, we make mistakes. I'm not going to sit here and pretend we don't. That would be inauthentic. That would be like a defense mechanism. That's like an ego hijacked vibe. I'm not doing that. So some people don't make a lot of mistakes, okay? Like some people, maybe that works for a different kind of vibe, but telling, <laughs> telling me that, that wouldn't work for me. So owning it helped me be a better leader, um, okay. So can reds and yellows and greens get like this too? Of course. Anybody can be a crappy leader. <laughs> like I mean, we've met a lot of those. We've had, if you've had a job, like you know that, but this is kind of the generalization and not the exception, um, to what I can see happening with empath auras, which honestly is what I usually talk to when I do readings. So sometimes I'll see with empath auras, I mean, just generally speaking, they can just get very pleaser vibes, pleaser to everyone they're supposed to be leading. Instead, they're kind of being submissive to them. And then they can get very sick and they can burn out. And it's really harmful to them and their and their well-being. So traits of unfavorable leaders, according to LinkedIn, are unwillingness to change, indecisive, lack of accountability, apathetic, lack of integrity, and poor communication. I said to put those in there. All right. So bottom line, any aura color can be a leader. But understanding what you need to work out and what you need to work on and being self-aware and owning it and speaking to it when you have to, to your, the people you're supposed to be leading. And, and just like absorbing your own style, that can help you do it in your own way and make it just a lot less stressful when you have to go somewhere and be a leader. So let's go through leadership and how it looks in each aura color. And just a disclaimer, like as I go through each aura color, this is assuming someone is balanced and has good intentions and is like a normal, nice person. Cause like I said, and here's, Oh, I feel like I have to say this every few episodes Aura colors aren't bad or good. 
our intentions are what rule us, not our aura colors. Okay. So aura colors are more our filter for how we see, interpret the world. And it's like personalities, right? That's, that's aura colors. It does, you know, but your intentions are what makes you good to be around or not. So I just want to put that out there. Okay. Reds. We'll start with the reds, our stereotypical good leadership that our society's like, yeah, that, that's a leader. And what everybody ends up trying to always be, which doesn't work for everybody. So reds are stereotypically in our 3D society. I mean, society set up for them to lead. So they're good at it because the structure's already there in place and they just like fit right in there and they're fine. Um, they do have very strong ideals and they tend to stick to them with logic. They like to structure their ideals with teams and a good red aura builds the team, um, builds the people up on the team. So as the team moves forward their to their goal to their goal, the, a good red aura sees the individual people and sees how how they themselves have advantages too. So for example, in like a small business, they would be moved up the chain and rewarded, and their progress would be incentivized. There is a lot of respect. Mutual respect is very important for red auras for everybody. There's no yelling, more of an existing vibe of authority, but also one where you can go question something and, and have a conversation about it, very open-minded. Reds can change their minds. You know, a good red can change their minds, can hear people out, can revisit topics. Reds like to work with people. They really do. But they like to be in charge. <laughs> and if they're seeing that there's other red auras on their team, and, you know, kind of headbutting or whatever, a good red aura will give those people their own teams to lead. So they make room and space for people's personalities. Blues. So blues, as we spoke about, feel others' feelings as their own. The thing with blues is they'll jump over analyzing that and they'll go to just, okay, I'm feeling other people's feelings. So that must be, they don't even have this like conversation in their head, just what they're feeling is correct or what they're feeling is what they should do without questioning it or, or analyzing it or being like, hey, wait a second, is this my own interpretation or do I have to do that? So that's, that's a pitfall. So pleasing everyone can be a priority for an unbalanced blue leader. They can get stuck in this and feel torn, sick, sometimes pulled in directions they don't want to go in by the stronger personalities. They can get burned out. They can feel very unsuccessful. But a strong, self-aware blue leader understands this about themselves. That's how I am. I like everyone to be happy. I don't like when people are upset. So they know they can't do things the way a stereotypical leader does them. And while they know they cannot please everyone then, they go about their leadership responsibilities anyhow. I tell blue auras in leadership, think about like being in charge of your dog or your kid if you have one um, or a niece or a nephew. Sometimes others in our lives need to be told what to do. And while you know they don't like it, you do know that you're doing it out of love and then whoever your, you know, your dog or your kid or whatever, like they know you're doing it out of love too. It's just like, oh man, you know, why you got to be like this? Like, I know, but this is what's best for you. This is what it, it's just choice I'm making. And I know it's hard, but we're going to, um, we're in it together like that. So owning it and understanding it, but also having that feeling almost like of a parental <laughs> caretaking kind of responsibility that, that helps them be a, a better leader. It's just authentic if you can think about it that way, it's a perception that can be authentic for a blue person to work within. So you're doing it out of love and you're, and you're, you're aware of their feelings, but you're not going to compromise what you need to know needs to be done for them. So in leadership with a blue, there's room for empathy and firmness, just like in a parental relationship. And here's the thing. I mean, blues, as a blue, you're going to get involved in other people's lives and headspaces naturally. So it's understanding that, yes, I need boundaries and I need professional curtains being put up, but you can also still create strong relationships with people. And that's why I see a lot of blues in, in leadership. They become like family with the people they're leading. Indigos, a lot like blues, except they can have a little bit more analyzing up front that they're feeling other people's stress and internalizing it. Then they just get anxious and it's like a ball of just energy. And then they just like into ghost out of that leadership position sometimes. So 
indigos in leadership can feel everything and, and they know they're picking up everyone's vibe. They're like, oh God, this is so stressful. I can't, I can't, I can't. But indigos in leadership definitely get moved up quickly. And I see indigos in leadership kind of bypassing the larger teams of people they're supposed to be leading and they'll go to smaller contexts. They have an ability to work well with very difficult personalities. So I'll see in poor greens. I didn't mean to say it that way, but I just did, I guess. Poor greens. I'll, I'll always, I will. Okay. So this is how I'll see indigos in leadership a lot. I will see indigos being a leader over a lot of greens. Now, green people. And if you know one, you get what I'm saying. Greens like to do things in their own way. So leading green people, it's like leading, I don't know, squirrels or something. They're going to go, they're very independent. They're going to do their own thing and you can't really herd them together. So an indigo is amazing at leading any anybody who tend to sometimes be green people who are a little bit more difficult about their own processes because indigos are like, okay, that's your process. I'll just merge into that. Got it. Okay. That's your process. So they can lead like 10, 12, 20 people or whatever, be in their own individual spaces and, and move them together that way. I hope that makes sense. They can compartmentalize each relationship with each team member and then create out of that a common goal or statement or information or put it together or direction. So they're actually really good like that. It's like they, they're good with working with people in pockets. I hope that makes sense. Um, yeah, they just have this ability to kind of mind read indigos do and understand how things flow best in a team. So indigos in leadership with, with when they're balanced, understand individuals motives really well and they'll know how to move around them and they'll know how to help them and they'll know how to talk to them or, or it's a lot of energy though it is a lot of energy so they can get burned out they just have to trust that this is how they do their best work that's why they don't mind working with the greens because the greens don't want to be bothered either okay to the greens greens and leadership here's the things with green leaders they're visionaries they are visionaries. Green leaders are visionaries. They see which way that ship is going miles ahead before they get there. But sometimes the current moment, the present moment can be a little all over the place with their leadership. So they're more concerned with direction and vision than the present moment happenings. So green leaders who get stuck in minutia. So I'll see this a lot of times when greens are wearing inauthentic red. I'm like, oh, they're stuck in the minutia. They're doing the accounting, okay? They're dealing with the training. They're dealing with talking to, I don't know, they're like uh, minutia, like the same thing over and over again. Now, red people love doing that kind of stuff. Green people don't. So when greens get stuck in minutia, their leadership gets weaker because they have the ability to be a visionary. They need to find people to deal with the minutia for them. So that they can keep the focus of the direction of things as a leader. Greens love progress and new things. They like to give people space to do what works for them. They just can't be doing the day-to-day tasks or deal with any sort of um, mundane, what they would consider mundane nonsense. They have to take their energy away from the thing that they're good at to do that, which is an innovative movement that's forward for where they're leading. So greens and leadership is what I'm trying to say. They need to get people underneath them that can organize them. That's why I always see yellows working great with greens because the yellows will be like, okay, that's your vision. Okay. Here's like the 4,000 steps. I'll take care of that. And they're like, great, thanks. <laughs> and they just focus on the vision and they let the yellow person do their thing. And that's why greens and yellows really do work well together and greens and indigos too. All right. Purples. Purples don't usually want to lead in a traditional way. Okay, because purples really don't care. Like, I don't care if you follow me. I don't need your mutual respect. I don't need to be the big man on campus here. Okay, like they don't need any of that. But what I, what is entertaining to me about purple people is I will see them leading things which entertain them. So let's talk about purples. In leadership, purples can see everyone's point of view at the same time. They can see all the future happenings and trajectories of what will happen or what might happen or could happen based on what may or may not, may not have been done or said or whatever. It's like an innumerable amount of variables they see and outcomes they anticipate all the time. 
That's why that's why purples can make a lot of mistakes or they can stumble around because they're just their heads in like a thousand different places at once. So purples in leadership must realize one thing. You make your best choices in the moment. I tell purple leaders this all the time when I'm doing readings. Planning ahead as a leader for a purple can cause a lot of anxiety because you can interpret so many things at once. Rather, it's better to put all that energy into just having confidence in yourself for problem solving in the here and now. That will just make it easier. I feel like the saying, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, was invented by a purple or a person because that's actually what you're good at. Now, that goes against all our societal thoughts of what makes a good leader. But for purples, that's what makes a good leader. You you cross that bridge when you come to it and you have to have faith that you make the best choice in chaos. They really do. So yeah, purples wing it, but they wing it brilliantly. And therefore, I will see purples effectively leading chaotic environments, classrooms, <laughs> restaurants. I mean, the best restaurants are run by like some purple people. Uh, and, and and honestly, purples are great at leading really dysfunctional workspaces. Sometimes workspaces are so dysfunctional and yet they're never going to change. That's just how they are. There's like the hope is lost for it ever changing from being a dysfunctional workplace. The purples got it. Purples got it. They just know how to run things that are kind of already a mess and function as a mess. And, you know, we need that. So good job, purples. Okay, yellows. Yellows are amazing self-managers. I do notice they prefer working on their own. (laughs) So leadership for the yellow is about the system that they create. More time on the system, setting up that system in place makes less time dealing with individuals. So yellows need to focus on creating systems which are structured to lead for them. This is like, I'll see them making schedules, spreadsheet memos, slides, how-tos, videos, flowcharts, etc. with the thought that the team they are leading can refer back to those. You don't have to ask me. You don't have to ask anybody. You can refer to the flowchart. That'll help you. Okay. So not everyone though will refer back to those. There's a couple like blue people or purple people. They're like, what? Like, what? What am I looking at? So yellows do have to understand that their system deserves respect and time from themselves and also needs to be prioritized to their team that they're leading. Like, hey, meet, hi, I'm your yellow or a leader, and this is my best friend, the system I created, and let's all learn how to use it together. And you might just have to hold some people's hands as they initially understand the brilliance of your system. Like, not everybody's going to get it right away, yellows. Okay, some people are just like looking at it, it's just like numbers flying off the computer. They're like, What? They don't know that it's brilliant yet. So you just have to hold their hand and be like, it's going to be okay and lead them through it and then they'll get it. So it's that initial little, little handhold you need to do. And then, and then they're fine. Systems away. Finally, turquoises. So in all leadership situations, any one of us can get judged as a person based on the team we've put together. Because truly when you're in leadership, everything's your fault, right? Anything goes wrong anything fails, it's your fault. Even if it's somebody else's fault, it's your fault. And that's what a good leader understands. Um, However, (laughs) I have noticed that for turquoises in leadership, that whole it's your fault thing can go down doubly as hard. People are really hard on the turquoise leader. I feel like turquoises just have a bit of a target on their back because of this. Um, Turquoises may really blend into their team. So it's hard for them sometimes to see the faults or strengths the way other aura colors could. So we talk about turquoises a lot around here having more of an absorption quality and less boundaries than any of the other aura colors. So it can be hard for turquoises to separate themselves from the people they're supposed to be leading in order to make you know, good decisions. And so that, that can happen. Uh, therefore, depending on the turquoises balance, uh, a team that they're leading can topple quicker unless they know this. So a balanced turquoise really uses their ability to feel vibes. They have to trust their gut. They have to understand the direction they want to go in with a very strong foundation within themselves. So if you are a turquoise in leadership, you have to 
have your goals plainly written out, like on a post-it note in front of you all the time. And you have to check back all the time. Any choice you're making, look back at your goals and be like, "Is does this align with my goals? And if it does, great. And if it doesn't, wait a second. Let me pause on that. Let me get back to you. Because you just need to measure it against your goals more often until you get more comfortable and confident with differentiating yourself from other people's thoughts, opinions, wants, and needs and whatnot. So the littlest choices have to be measured against the original plan, motive, and goal. Even the tiniest of things, just hang on a second and then look at it and really think about it and see if it aligns. So I hope this helped you have more faith in yourself as a leader. Like I said, we're all leaders. We all have leadership abilities. And again, homework, think of a time that you led people and it worked out. Think about it. It could be the smallest thing. Maybe we have to start with a recent lunch date or something that you got everybody together for, whatever. Think about how it felt when you were successful and think about all the things that you did right and all the things that felt good and all the things that were authentic to you. And right there, that's how you're a leader. And we can take that into any other situation now. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So after listening to your, your talk, yeah. you know, I got I really want to get my red bag. Right. And I really feel the culprit here <laughs> is the birthday month. It happens every September. Every year. You know, there's probably many other issues going every on. Every year. It's always September's the worst. <laughs> and, you know, is there a way that I you think I can get through this month? Like, I don't know. You know it's coming. I always know it's coming. You know, you know September is coming. You know you're gonna turn another year older. All right. Like you get mad at it. I do. It's weird. Okay, let's do this thing. And I think we've told people this before. You know, we do this thing called brainstorming. Brainstorming. We've already mentioned this on the podcast. This is our couple's technique. It's a couple's technique. So you can't get mad at someone if they say something ridiculous. If at first they say brainstorming. This is how we talk to each other. We say brainstorming. Right. And And so, yeah. yeah. And it basically evolved because like, you know, sometimes... I'd come up with a silly idea or Mr. Kelly come up with a silly idea and then be like, what are you talking about? Like you can't, if you we say read brain, into it too much, right? You read into it. You get annoyed with them. We'd be like, wow. It. I can't believe you said that. Like, that's what yeah. you think of me. Yeah. So we just, we decided if you say brainstorm, you can say anything. Right. Because you know, I say a lot of red ideas. She says a lot of indigo ideas. Right. But if you say brainstorming first, yeah, it's like off the hook. And you just be like, yeah. oh, brainstorming. But sometimes oh, okay. if you're me, you have to remind the other person that brainstorming yes. can't be read into. And you can't comment, what a stupid idea. Yes, that, <laughs> and that is true. I sometimes forget brainstorming. Right. But yes, all right, the so rules br- of brainstorming. All right, so let's go brainstorming here. Brainstorming gets how Scott out of his birthday birthdays. blues. Yeah, how do we do that? All right, okay. you start. Okay, what all do you right. think? Um, Mothman. Okay, yes, I, I agree. You know. <laughs> If you guys want to send some moth, the listeners no, want to you're, send- not, you're not asking for <laughs> crap from people. I meant you. We plan uh, a shirt. Medium shirt. Okay, I meant we plan a tra- trip to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Okay, I thought about that. Did you for your birthday? I know, and I fall foliage. Okay, well, let's go back to Mothman for a second. Okay. Yes, I did think of that. I tried to, but like it, it doesn't like the timing is not going to work okay. out. Okay, all right, fall foliage. Well, we. All right, that's a brainstorming, right? Well, okay. I just meant what, that would be in fall. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, because I would say down here we don't have any. You don't have to go to the festival. I think the museum's open all the time. The museum is all the time. I yeah. call them every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they're like that. your friends now. Yeah, I feel like you could like volunteer at the Mothman Museum. I'd like to do that, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's, that's my one. brainstorm. That's your, What's your okay. brainstorm for yourself? Um... Like specialty coffees? You love a specialty coffee. I love a specialty coffee. All right. So spe- like try a new coffee place. Yeah, okay. Try a new coffee place. That, that'd be good. <laughs> I'll make like pumpkin pie or something that always seems to make you kind of happy. I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> so sad. This is really sad. This is getting, this is making me depressed. This is, the things right, that oh, make you happy. People, overtime, brainstorming and overtime. <laughs> We've never done a brainstorming and overtime together. More Netflix Seinfeld. That seems to make you happy. Yeah, I've been watching <laughs> reruns of Seinfeld lately. Wow. Yeah. Are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel more and more like George every day. <laughs> George Costanza. George Costanza. All right. Well, what do you got? All right. So we got coffee, <laughs> Seinfeld, Mothman goods, <sighs> pumpkin pie. Yeah. Um, I think like just peace and quiet. Like people just don't bother you, like the children and me. Well, oh, no, no, we don't no. ask you for things, you know. Yeah, 
<laughs> like another cat. Yeah. Another, oh, yeah. We did no more get cats. you. That, yeah. Actually, not getting another cat would make me happy. Yeah. No, no more cats. Okay. No more cats. All right. Well, let's, let's work on You're this. You're not good at brainstorming for yourself. Uh, I know. I can't even think. New uh, sneakers. I just got new sneakers. Did you win? Like two, three months ago. Oh, okay. Remember, I picked them out by myself. You hate no, them. No, they're not good. I like them. They you know, are like sneakers? not good. Really? <laughs> they're they're that- Puma. The last time you go sneaker shopping alone, I know like, they just say Puma. So they're dad sneakers. They're dad sneakers. Yeah. Okay. I wish I made Know Your Aura sneakers. Oh. I'd get those. Yeah. Because like you know, like me, I don't like to wear any labels other than Know Your Aura <laughs> on it. Like, I'd well, rather... that's weird because you got sneakers that say Puma, like a freaking billboard on each of your heels. No, I know, and that bothers me. <laughs> but you like... didn't even notice till I told you. <laughs> You're like a walking advertisement. So we could get you new sneakers. You love new sneakers. Yeah, they but make every, you happy. Every sneaker has a brand on it. Not so as I, conspicuous as the one you purchased. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we can get you new kicks. I think I, I think I got new sneakers last year for my birthday. That's what I get you every year. I do the same thing every year. I get you coffee. I get you sneakers. I get you weird t-shirts. Tennessee whiskey. Oh, you love Tennessee whiskey. I do whiskey. love Tennessee whiskey. Maybe okay. that. All right. All right. All right. Some coffee There's a, all those chips I love from Virginia. The okay. Route 11 chips. Okay. That would make me happy. Okay. All right. I don't think anyone cares. Done. All right. But, but we, we did call. It, we this did is call, overtime. We called overtime. You're on your own. You're on your own here. <laughs> it's your fault you're listening, not ours. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right. Close All right. This podcast is for you and about you, and we're so glad you spent some time with us today. One. Two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.